Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, my name is Andrew Asari and uh, I'm the overseer of Omega Churches. I welcome you to this broadcast and this time of fellowship and um, Bible discussion and prayer in the presence of the Most High God. 
I believe that uh, uh, the Lord is with you and the Lord is gracious to you and the Lord is uh, sustaining you, maintaining your cause and doing His will. His plans and purposes are being done and established in your lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, thank God for another opportunity and the privilege to be on your devices, in your home, wherever you may be. We trust that as we get into this discussion, Spirit of God, of God will just um, breathe the knowledge and the information of, 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 of God into our hearts and into our lives. And God will confirm His word with many signs following. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your mercies and we thank you for your grace. So rich, so free, so boundless and so abounding and that you daily load us with your benefits and you daily empower us with your grace. Give you all the glory and all the praise for this time that we can connect with so many people around the world. We welcome your direction. We welcome the voice of your spirit. We welcome your leadership. We welcome your anointing. And we declare that even as your word goes forth, uh, you will open our understanding and our spiritual eyes to perceive and, and to conceive the things that you have in your word for us. Let your grace uh, be bestowed upon us in a special way today and confirm your word with miracles and signs following. Miracles of salvation, miracles of new birth, miracles of healings and deliverance. And we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, at the sound of my voice, I declare that every weapon of the enemy be broken and be cancelled, and every activity of hell and of darkness be neutralized now by the power of the blood of Jesus and by the authority vested in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for many miracles in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, saints, I um, today I want to um, begin sharing with you some things that I've been looking at for many, many years, um, studying on this subject and looking at this subject to the scriptures for many, many, many years. And I've preached on a series of these messages many years ago, um, uh, many years ago, about 35 years ago, I was speaking and teaching on these series, and God broke through in many ways as I spoke on this series. I want to begin this three-part series with you on the subject of unseen realities, realities of the unseen. We all know that there's, there, there, there's invisible world. There are two invisible worlds and one material world. The material world and the physical world in which we belong to, we belong to the planet Earth, and we know that the Earth is not the only material uh, um, um, the material planet that we have, the only physical planet. There are so, several planets, there are several stars, constellations, um, asteroids, meteorites, and uh, quite a great number of uh, heavenly bodies, all in the material realm. We know that scientists, we know that scientists are still working uh, to, uh, and are still discovering other heavenly bodies that are new to them. So there's a, a huge, uh, vast material world. But there are two spiritual worlds as well, the world of the kingdom of God and the world of the kingdom of darkness. So there's the unseen realm. There are two unseen realms uh, that we need to deal with and one physical uh, realm. And the unseen realm, the spiritual realm, um, control and uh, the activities of the physical realm, the things that take place in the realm of the natural, in the realm of the seen, are actually detected and, uh, and controlled by the realm of the unseen. And we know that the realm of the unseen of the kingdom of God and the kingdom that pertains to uh, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the holy angels, uh, that realm is higher and far above um, the realm of the powers of darkness, where spiritual, uh, where 
principalities and um, powers dwell and the spiritual host of wickedness are, are orchestrating their wicked designs and schemes. So we belong to the kingdom of heaven, the, the realm of the unseen, which is uh, high above everything. And that's the place where we belong. That's the place we function. That's the, uh, the realm that we connect with and contact with. And from that realm, we are able to perceive and understand the wickedness of, of satanic uh, powers and agendas against humanity. And we are able to deal with those uh, powers, neutralize them, cancel them, and establish the will of God in heaven upon the earth. Uh, today we want us to look at the scriptures. Uh, let's look at what the Bible has to say about God who is invisible. The scripture says that God is invisible. Let's look at, that means God is unseen. We, we all know that, but let's look at what the scriptures um, have to say about these things in First Timothy chapter one. First Timothy chapter one, chapter one of First Timothy, and we look at verse number seventeen. First Timothy one and verse seventeen. It says, "Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory, forever and ever." Now unto the King eternal, immortal and invisible. We know that God is eternal, God is immortal, and God is invisible. God uh, has no beginning, has no end. Uh, he's immortal. He, he doesn't die. He, he There's no cessation of life where the existence of God is concerned. He lives forever and ever, and he's invisible. He cannot be seen, uh, but he, he's real. He's, he, he exists. The Bible says he's the only wise God. There are so many gods. And, and, and God's created by men, God's created by demons, and so on. But God is the only wise God, and the only immortal God, and the only invisible God, and the and the only uh, God who is eternal. And to Him be glory and honor forever and ever. So that's the kind of God we serve. He's immortal, He's invisible, and He's the only wise God. In First Timothy chapter six, and reading from verse number sixteen, it says that. Who only have immortality, referring to God, who only have immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach, unto whom no man have seen, nor can see, to whom be glory and honor and power everlasting. Amen. Amen. So the, this is the God that we serve in John's Gospel, um, chapter 1 of John's Gospel. And reading from verse number 18 of John's Gospel. It says, No man have seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he have declared him. God is the God that no one have seen. That's the Father God, the, the, the supreme commander and creator of all things, the God of heaven and heaven, all creation, seen and unseen, known and unknown. He is in charge and he is behind all things, the architect and the, and the, and the designer of all, of all things that exist, that we see and that we do not see. He is the kind of God, is the father that no man have seen at any time, except the, except the son who comes from him, who came from the father. He came, to, he came to show us the Father, to declare Him and to reveal Him. So, um, so many passages of the Bible, um, men and women throughout the Scriptures, many characters 
of the uh, of the scriptures wondered they knew about the existence of god within them and they they they, they knew about they even had his voice they knew about his ways he spoke to them through revelation through visions through dreams through prophecies and so on and so forth but to see him that God that they were dealing with, that God who is the only true God, the once true supreme God that they have to do. Then the mystery about this God is that they wondered about who, he, what he looks like and who he is. And they wanted to see him. Many times we see in the stories of Moses, Moses had a craving to see God and to see his the, the tangible uh, personality of God. Job wondered about this God in Job chapter 1, in Job chapter 1, he knew this God, he walked with this God, but it was always a mystery to him that uh, he, um, he he has not really seen this God. Chapter 9, let's look at chapter 9 of the book of Job. In chapter 9 of the book of Job, and I'm reading from... Verse number one, chapter nine from verse one. Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of a truth, but now should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who hardened himself against him and have prospered, which removeth the mountains and they know not, which overturneth them in his anger, which shaketh the, the earth out of her place, and pillars thereof, which commandeth the sun, and it riseth not, and sealeth up the stars, which alone spreadeth out the heavens, and treadeth upon the waves of the sea, which maketh Arturus, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things, past finding out, yea, the wonders, and wonders without number. Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passeth also by, and I perceive him not. Now Job uh, spoke about the mighty things that God does, and the, and the stars, and the, and the heavenly bodies, and uh, all those create, great creator things that God has made. But then he cannot see him. He cannot see this God. So it's always a wonder of so many people throughout history, even till the, to today, that we deal with an invisible God, a God that we cannot see, a God that we cannot even touch. But we see His presence. We, we have a manifestation of His presence, and we see His handiwork. Now, Job, you know, um, natural revelation, or the things that we see around us, the things, the created things around us actually testify. They are testimonies of the unseen God. The unseen God. Look at what David has to say. David also spoke about uh, the is unseen God. God is unseen, yet He is everywhere. He's the being. God is the being and the personality that fills all and in all. He's everywhere. He created all things, formed all things, and He fills all things. He's everywhere. No one can hide from His presence. Now there's so there are those who who say uh, who say that God created all things, so everything, all, all material things, and everything created is God. They see God in everything, 
pantheist. They see God in everything. They think that everything is a God. Anything physical is a God. So they make a God out of everything. So that means that there will be trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of gods. But there's only one God who, who is behind everything and he fills all things. And so in Psalm 139, Psalm 139, and reading from verse 7, David, David will share it with us. David says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bread in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, thy right hand shall hold me. Hallelujah. So David is sharing with us the fact that no one can move away from the presence of God. God is everywhere. His eyes move through and fro in all the earth. He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows everybody by their name. He knows the number that is in a, uh, the, the number of your hairs, the hair that is upon your hair. He knows their number. He knows all the stars in their number and by their names. And so God is this huge, mighty creator that uh, fills all things. In the Acts chapter 17, the Paul was in Athens, and whilst he was in Athens, he, he found out that these people of Athens were so superstitious, and they served many gods. It, it, it appeared that Paul saw so many idols in the city of Athens, and wherever you turn in Athens, people were looking for some kind of a god, and in fact, they were not actually... Uh, the true God. They were not exposed to the true God. They were rather following idols, false idols, and many, many curious acts of these people of Athens. And so in Acts 17, let's hear what Paul has to say in Acts chapter 17. From verse 22 to 29, you, you, Paul uh, in that passage, uh, began to speak to the people of Athens and to declare the word of God to them and show them uh, the fact that uh, there's only one true God. Let's look at verse 22, Acts chapter 17. It says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, worship him I declare unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing he is the Lord of heaven and earth that dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of all men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the law, if happily they might fail after him, and find him, though he be not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move, and have our being, as certain of the, your own poets, certain of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Hallelujah. For as much as 
then as we are the offsprings of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like is like unto gold or silver or stone or graven art and man's device. So Paul began to share with these people of Athens that the God that they are looking for, that they have inscribed is an unknown God. They've made images out of this God, out of gold and silver and stones and graven art and so on. But this God is not found in stones or anything. He's the God who fills the entire earth. He created all things. And he has created the boundaries and the habitation of all men. But he is unseen. And the creator, the scripture reveals in Romans chapter 1 verse 20 that the creation, from the creation of this, this earth, we see the eternal power of God's, of the Godhead. Um, creation testifies and gives witness to the fact that there is God in heaven and uh, his eternal power is released and revealed um, by creation. Romans 1 verse 20, the scripture says, for the invisible things of him, he's invisible, yet he's, he's real, we see his works. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we are without excuse. So the things that are made, the heavens, the, the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, the vastness of the great oceans and the landscapes and the rocks and the mountains and, and, and the veil, all the things around us, the sun, the moon, the stars, these huge things in Psalm 8, the Bible says that looking at all these mighty things that God has created, you know, what is man that he is mindful of him. So we see that behind creation, creation is the result of the combined operation of the Godhead, the, the corporate activity of the Father, the Word and the Holy Spirit. The Godhead is the Father, the Word or the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the, 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 these three persons in the Godhead, um, in their combined efforts, give birth to creation. And so um, that is the kind of God that we serve. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 reveals that Jesus was, Jesus is the creator. The Bible says that without him was nothing made that is made. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 reveals that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light. So creation, the whole of Genesis chapter 1 speaks about creation. Creation is the, 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 the handiwork and uh, of the Most High God, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God created all things through the Son, which is the Word. He spoke, the, the Father agreed with the Son and the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and the Father gave His Word, which is Jesus, and the Word brought all things into being. And the Word formed all things, and the Holy Spirit manifested the things that were formed in the Spirit. So in, in effect, the unseen world is even more real that the realm of the seen, the unseen world of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of the Godhead, is even more real. Everything came into existence. All the things that we see right now came out of the realm of the unseen, out of the bosom of the invisible God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And praise God for their wonders. So, so that's what the scripture says. If you look at... Uh, these facts, 
of the unseen God and the God who fills all and in all. The Bible says, and um, he, Paul told the, 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 the people in Athens that this God fills everywhere, for in him we move and live and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. But Jesus is the one, you No, know, when God created all things and he created man and put man on the face of the earth, we know that man disobeyed God and he was cut off from God or he spiritually was alienated from God his relationship with God was broken. His relationship and fellowship with God was broken. But Jesus came back to restore fellowship and relationship between man and God. The scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus. So this man Jesus, he has come to mediate, to reconcile us to God and to bring us back to God. He came to reveal the Father. He came to show us the Father. He came and he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Now, if the scripture says that in him we live and move and have our being, it means that we can be connected with this living God, this maker and creator of all things through Jesus Christ. And wherever we are, we can develop the consciousness and the awareness of his presence. Now, some, some things that are very important in this um, message. Um, I like us to understand the importance of developing the presence of God, the, the importance of having an awareness, cultivating the awareness of God's presence in our lives. Uh, for those of us who are saved, and even for those who are yet to be saved, or even those who are not saved, that to know that the one true God, the creator of all things, feels everywhere, he's everywhere. You know, we need to understand that um, the devil is not everywhere. The devil wants people to believe that he's everywhere. The devil is not only omnipresent. God is the only God who's omnipresent. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient, that is all-knowing, and God is omnipotent all-powerful or almighty. The devil is none of that. The devil is not omnipresent. He's not everywhere. There are so many things that happen uh, that the devil even has no idea that those things are happening. So many people think that the devil is everywhere because he's created that in the hearts and the minds of people that he's everywhere and that he's, he's, he wants evil to happen to them. Bad things are going to happen. People are conscious of uh, something bad going to happen. People are uh, have an anxiety uh, pressure and they have all this uh, panic pressure and all these kinds of things and because the enemy the devil tries to convince them that he's in charge he's control and he's everywhere and he's going to see to their demise their destruction their, their failure uh, the, the devil is not almighty he's not omnipotent he doesn't have all power he's limited he's not everywhere uh, he is in some places where people are serving him and uh, created altars for him, but he's not everywhere. And even the places where he is, the Bible says even God is in those, in those places where the devil is. And so God is in charge and God can deal with the devil. And uh, God has all might and all power. His power is above all. His authority and dominion is above all. It's a far above. The devil cannot be compared with God. No one should compare Satan with God. That is, an, that, is, uh, that is not acceptable at all. Satan and all his demons are created beings and God is righteous and holy and faithful and his authority and might and power and dominion is far, far cannot be measured, 
far above that of Satan and all his gods and all the devils. So whatever the devil is, God is there and we can tap into the presence and the awareness of his of his of the omnipotence, the power of his the power of his omnipotence, the, the, the power of his presence and the power of his knowledge to be able to subdue the works and the activities of the enemy. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. God is everywhere. And because God is everywhere, whether we feel his presence or not, there's a, there's a place in God where we can tap into his presence. We can tap into his grace. We can tap into the strength and might and power of, of his knowledge, his wisdom, his counsel, and his omnipotence. And uh, and uh, and they made those um, attributes and, and 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 blessings of God available to us to work for us to work on our behalf so that we can be what God wants us to be. There are a few things that I want us to understand as we cultivate the fact that He's He's everywhere, He's in us, He's with us, and in Him we live and move and have our being. He's with us and in us, and we are in Him wherever we go. We must develop that. And the, we must develop this. Dave, uh, Moses was conscious of this, and he he act, He told God that he would not even move until God would go with him, until the presence of God would go with him. So we need to understand the importance of God's presence. We are not supposed to lose God's presence. There are a few things that we need to note. First of all, God is with us. If we cultivate the presence of the unseen God, we will understand that God is with us. Hallelujah. God is with us. God is with us. Hallelujah. If God is with us, if God is everywhere and God is with you, he has promised that he will never fail you nor forsake you. God will never fail you. God will never forsake you. God is with you always. And because he's, he's with you always, he will supply strength. And what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 41, God says that, um, he says that <clears throat> he's with us always. He will not forsake us. He will strengthen us. He will help us. And he will uphold us with his victorious right hand. Wherever you are, I want you to understand that you can connect with the presence of God. Most of the time, church people believe that when they feel the goosebumps on their skin, then that's God's moving. Or when they feel the presence of God, when they sense the awesomeness of God's presence, then God is there. That is a huge part of our Christian worship. We can sense uh, that presence, that heavy weight of God's glory and presence. Um, at any time, if we learn to develop the consciousness of his presence, we can have a sense of that grace, a sense of that glory, a sense of the weight of, of the glory and the presence of God upon us at any time, at church, at home, at work, and in the, in the grocery store, in the streets, in the park. We can, we can sense that if we learn how to tap into that. Why? Because God is everywhere. And all we need to know is that he's in us, and we can, the recreated born again spirit can connect with his presence, can connect with his personality, his being, and uh, uh, anytime we want. But whether we feel, that's the point I want to make, whether we feel his presence or not, whether we feel his presence or not, he is there and we can still tap into his grace and tap into his, his presence and tap, tap into his blessings and his power and his ability. Hallelujah. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's in Matthew 28, Jesus says, I will be with you always, even unto the close 
of the age. Matthew 28. In Isaiah 41 10, he says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. God says that we are not supposed to be afraid because He's 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 present. He's with us. He will not forsake us. He's our God. And when God is with you, here's what happens. He says He will help you. He says He will strengthen you. He will provide for you. If God is with you, He will strengthen you. He will provide for you. He will uh, He will supply your spiritual needs, your emotional needs, your uh, your mental needs, your physical needs, your financial needs. If God is with you, He will preserve you. He will protect you. He will bless you. If God is with, with you, no man can be against you. Nothing can be against you. Nothing can contend with you and overcome you because God is with you. Scripture says that if God be for us, who can be against us? The Lord is with you, child of God. And uh, whether you hear his audible voice or not, whether you feel his presence or not, he is there with you. Cultivate the, the have a conscious awareness of the presence of God in you and with you and the fact that he is your help, the fact that he is your strength, the fact that he is your provider, the fact that he is the supplier of all of your needs. Hallelujah. He is with you. Just put your hand on your, your chest and say, the Lord God Almighty is with me. Even though I do not see him, I have a sense of the manifestation of his creation and he's behind creation. You know, so God is with me, hallelujah, and God is with you. So many people, there are those who think that there's no God at all. There are those who think that there's God, but God is in everything. That's wrong. God has created everything, and he's behind everything. There are those who think that um, there's no God at all. Those people think there's no God at all. At all. The Bible has uh, uh, something to say about those people. The, the Bible says that a fool has said in his heart that there is no God. That's what the Bible says. Because there must be, if there's a creation, if there's existence, if things are around us, there must be a maker, there must be a designer, there must be someone who intelligently designed the things that we see. It, the creation is not by chance. It's not, creation is, didn't just happen. There must be an in, intelligent creator and designer behind creation. How all the problems, how all, all the <clears throat> all the planets roll, roll in their orbits and in their place. The the ocean is in its place. This the earth is in its place. Everything, the sun, the moon, is the, all the things that are created are in perfect order. There must be an intelligent designer behind it, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And this God is with you. Hallelujah! He created you, put it here in charge over all creation, and He says He is with you. <clears throat> If we secondly, I want you to understand that the presence of God provides you with the blessing of God's guidance and God's protection. The blessings of God's guidance and God's protection. That's the presence of God. If we turn our Bible to Exodus, Exodus chapter 13 of Exodus. Let's read verse 21 and 22. Exodus chapter 13, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. 
to go by day and night. Verse 22 says, He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So the people of Israel coming out of Egypt, the Lord grazed them with his presence and tangible presence of God. And the cloud led them by day and the cloud and the fire led them by night. <clears throat> so the scripture says that was the the, 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 the the presence of God in the midst of God. The cloud is not God. The fire is not God, but a manifestation of his presence in the midst of his people. So God, even though we don't see him, he can manifest himself through 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 certain symbols, uh, like the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, and sometimes the wind and so on, the, the rain. God manifests himself in many different ways to his people to prove from time to time God will show us that he's in the midst of us by working some of these, bringing out some of these manifestations like fire of his presence and the heat of his presence and the cloud of his presence, the glory of his presence. And so that's what happened to the people of God. Now, I believe that in these days, and we are in season, and we are in this season and in the coming seasons, we are going to see more and more of the manifestation of the glory cloud, the tangible glory glory cloud of God and the tangible fires of the of the of, of God. Now we, we know that the cloven tongues as of fire appeared on the day of Pentecost upon the, the upon the disciples. We we have had manifestations in history uh, in Azusa Street. Many times there was fire on Azusa Street, the rooftop of Azusa Street, and fire people were called to go and put out the fire because they thought their house was burning, but they will come and they will see nothing. But it was the fire of the Holy Ghost on the, on those buildings. Find the presence of God. I've been in. I've been in a meeting uh, where the glory cloud actually descended uh, tangibly and uh, and visib visibly. It's those ways are ways where God manifests Himself sovereignly and by His grace to 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 assure His people that He's in the midst of them. So God wants you to understand. Now there's some of you who, uh, in t in this season and in the coming season, you you and I and many others. Um, whether it happens or not, it doesn't mean that if, if it doesn't mean uh, if it doesn't happen to you, it doesn't mean God is not with you. God is with you. Whether you see His physical presence or you experience His fire or not, God is still with you. Amen. But God will show Himself by many many proofs and assurances. He will visit you and many others. Uh, in this season and the coming season with his glory clouds, his glory presence, there's going to come a time that this presence of the of the cloud of glory and the Shekinah glory and the fires of his presence will be manifest uh, more consistently and more regularly because we are in the last days and God is accelerating his moves and his presence and his power. And many people will come to the Lord in Jesus' name. So let's expect it. There will be times that you will, you will experience this in your bedroom. You will experience this in your living room, in your Bible study, in your church, in your local assembly, uh, as you are reading the Bible, as you're driving, the presence of God can feel you tangibly and it will be so thick as though you can touch His presence. I've been in meetings several times that God's presence is so thick that it's, uh, it feels like you can even touch 
His presence physically. And even now, let that anointing, let that tangible presence of God, let that manifestation of the presence of God begin in the hearts of many people. Father God, for those that you have chosen in these last days to show yourself uh, life unto them through the fire of your presence and the, and the cloud of your presence. Lord, begin to work upon them. Prepare their hearts and let people begin to be hungry for your presence. Lord, in these last days, in Jesus' name, as we see the manifestation of your glory, the greater glory and the greater uh, presence of your of, of, of your might and your power. Lord, we thank you for it. Let's look at Exodus chapter 14, verse 19 and verse 24. Exodus 14, verse 19, the scripture says, And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. Verse 24 says, And it came to pass that in the morning, it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of, of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. And verse 25 says, and took off their chariots, took off their chariot wheels, that they drove them heavily, heavily, so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Let us understand that when we cultivate the presence of God and knowing by faith that God is with us, that God uh, helps us, strengthens us, covers us, but he also guides us with his presence and he also protects us. The presence of God means that God will protect you. God will fight for you just like he fought, through the, he fought for the people of Israel through the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Because of his presence in their midst, he blew off the wheels of the chariots of the Egyptians, the Egyptian army, and they were buried in the sea. God caused the wind of his spirit to divide the Red Sea as Moses stretched forth the rod, and the Red Sea was divided into two. The people of Israel went on dry ground, and when the people of the Egyptian army decided to chase them, their, their wheels were blew off, and the waters came together and buried the the Egyptian army. God, when God is with you, know that God is with you. It means that he will guide you. He will speak clearly to you. He will provide for you. Hallelujah. And he will fight for you. God is fighting for you. God is fighting for his church. God is fighting for his people. And it also means that He, the protection of God, the fire and the cloud brings the protection of God. Now, you look at this. There's a, a very interesting scripture um, that I, I like one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible is in Zechariah, can be found in Zechariah chapter 2, the second chapter of Zechariah chapter 2, um, second chapter of Zechariah, that's Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 2, and the Bible says in verse number 5, it says, For I, save the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire run about and will be the glory in the midst of her. That's what God promised. God promised that he will be around Jerusalem. He will be around his people. He will protect his people with a wall of fire. With a wall of fire. Hallelujah. With a wall of fire. God protects his people with a wall of fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Um, we, we live in a computer generation, a computer world today, and some of we know something, 
about the uh, firewalls. Firewalls are actually security uh, computer uh, apps or systems that are built to ward off all kinds of gibberish that will try to attack uh, our computers and try to break them down and try to let them crash. And these firewalls prevent them. These security apps and security sites break those um, um, viruses that will try to attack our computers. So those are firewalls. Now, God is the first uh, person to develop firewalls. And he's developed a firewall and set up a firewall around you and around me and around all those who believe. And because of his firewall, the Satan and all his demons and any enemy attack of the enemy cannot break through those firewalls. May the firewalls of the Spirit, may the firewall of the of the Holy Spirit increase and intensify around about you. May you develop the consciousness of the fact that the cloud of glory is upon you and with you, and the cloud of fire is with you and around you, and therefore activities of the enemy will burn out, they will bounce back. Satanic agendas and assignment against you bounce back. I declare that whatever the enemy is throwing against you be uprooted, and be, those things come out of you, and those things be wrenched out of you now in the name of Jesus. May the firewall of the Spirit of the living God bend out and break down and tear down and wrench out every activity and every assignment and arrow and death of the enemy thrown against you now in Jesus' name. And we declare that even from this moment onwards, no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. And that every tongue that rises up against you, you will condemn. This is your heritage, and this is your defense, and this is your inheritance. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the firewall begin to open up. Connect with the firewall. Connect with the glory. Connect with the, uh, the, the omnipresence of God. God is within us. I pray in Jesus' name that God will touch your heart. God will lift your faith. God will release your faith. God will, con will, will begin to touch your mind. And you begin to experience his presence, experience the tangible manifest power and presence of God. May the fire of God be around you, be around your family, be around your children, be around your children's children and all your generations. May the fire and the glory cloud be upon you, be in your home, be in your car, be in, uh, around you, uh, uh, go with you in your commute and come with you as you, you come back. Wherever you go, in your travels, in your assignment, in your workplace, in every project, in Jesus' name, we declare the unseen reality of the living God to begin to break out and break forth in, in the fires of the Spirit and in the fires of His presence. You are covered. You are defended. You are protected because God is with you. Praise God. Now, the third thing I want you to know is that the presence of God, cultivating the reality uh, of, the, of this God, the unseen presence of God, which is real and tangible, Cultivating that will build build faith. It brings to us an assurance, knowing that in Him you live and move and have your being, knowing that He's with you, knowing that He's in you, knowing that He's for you, knowing that God is is not far. He's right in your heart and right where you are, and He's in charge. He knows all things. He has all might and all power. He has all knowledge. Hallelujah! And He's right there with you. It this builds faith. It builds an assurance, a conviction. It brings to you the conviction, the persuasion, and the faith that you are you are more than a conqueror, that you are more than a, a, a victor. You 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 are always on the winning side. You are the kind of person 
will, who is unbeatable, undefeated, and you will not sink, you will not go under, you will remain above only and not beneath. You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be one who's demonstrating the defeat of Satan and manifesting the defeat of demons all the time because God is with you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it's faith building. When you develop the conscious fact that God is with you, walking by faith becomes easy because he's with you and he has given you his promises and so you can trust him you can believe him he's with you all the time you can talk to him all the time you can connect with his power his authority his presence his wisdom and his counsel and direction all the time and so that 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 really makes your faith walk easy you can trust him you can believe him and his miracles will always flow because he, he, those that uh, cultivate the presence of God and connect with his presence and his being and his personality, he has the liberty to work for them. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 16, verse 11, Psalm 16, verse 11, the scripture reveals to us, it says, Thou will show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When we, 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 we connect with the presence of God, at home, at church, in the Bible study, at work, wherever we may be, when we connect with the presence of God, the Bible says that in the presence of God is fullness of joy. Joy, fullness of joy, fullness of joy. Joy is a product of connecting with God's presence. So don't think that God is far away from you because there are difficulties, because they are, pre they are precious, because uh, things are not working the way you expect them to work and everything seems to uh, 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 work to your disadvantage and everything seems to go down south. Your finances are going down south. Uh, your health is deteriorating. Uh, your, your, your relationships are breaking now. Um, there seem to be all kinds of things, storms coming against you. So pe when people get to that point in their lives, they think that God is far away. No, God is with you. He's with you in the storm. He's with you in the rivers. He's with you in the, in the fire. Wherever you may be, God Almighty is with you. So connect even David says, even in, in hell, God, God is there. God fills everywhere and he, his power is able to sustain you, maintain your cause, lift you up and bring you into the place and on the, set your feet on the rock to stay and set your feet on the platform of joy. So when we connect and enjoy the presence of God, our hearts will be full of joy. Our hearts will be full of joy. We can even, it's a place to even joy, have joy in trial and have joy in tribulation. When we connect, when we connect with the presence of God and God is with you right now, I declare his joy to flood your soul, to flood your heart, to flood your mind. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that in his presence, is fullness of joy and of his right on his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The pleasures of God's right hand, the pleasures on God's right hand are his blessings. So just understand that the presence of God upon your life and you connecting with his presence will bring you fullness of joy and he will release his blessings, his blessings of salvation, blessings of deliverance, blessings of healing, blessings of peace, blessings of joy, blessings of 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 provision and pleasures that comes from 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 God and in a good life the bible says that will show me the path of life that's what the psalmist is saying here he want, this is one of the wonderful um psalms uh, of david 
and, and he says that the, he will show me the path of life. If God is with you, he will show you the path of life. You will lead a good life. You're going to lead a good life. You're going to walk in, in, in a life of victory, in a life of, of wisdom, in the life of clear direction to fulfill your destiny, all because of his presence. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, the Spirit of God is, the presence of God is, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's deliverance, there's fullness of joy, there's, there's, there's conquest, there, is, there's, there are testimonies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and praise God and welcome his presence upon your life now in the name of Jesus. Morasata, talking tongues. And when you talk in tongues, the glory of God, the spirit of God and the presence of God begins to increase and intensify upon your life. Lift your hands and welcome his presence in your life that you will walk by faith, that you will walk in the liberty of God, in the fullness of joy, and you will experience the pleasures of of God on his right hand. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, let the fullness of joy flood your soul right now, flood your heart, flood your environment. Let every negative thing around you begin to crumple in Jesus' name because of the presence of God. May his pleasures, the pleasures of the Lord on his right hand be released, the pleasures of his blessing, the pleasures of his deliverance, the pleasures of his healing. In Jesus' name, we release healing. Now, in the name of Jesus, we release some signs and wonders. I stand on the authority of the word of God and I claim the pleasures of God to begin to fall upon your life in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Hallelujah. Let the lines uh, begin to fall in your pleasant places, in pleasant places. Let the lines of the Lord begin to fall in pleasant places for you. Hallelujah. And, and begin to experience his good heritage in Jesus' mighty, mighty and precious name. Let miracles break out now. Take your miracle. Receive your miracle. Whatever is the miracle you need. You need peace in your soul. You need peace in your in your mind. You need peace in your home, in your family, in your relationship. Whatever, whatever. You need the favor of God to break through your circumstances. Jesus' name, I release that now. I release that blessing now. And I release that grace upon you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It's healing time. If you're sick anywhere in your body, put your right hand on that condition now. I command the disease to go. I rebuke the pain to go out of your muscles, out of your flesh. In Jesus' name, I command the torments to leave. I rebuke the diseases in your bones. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the diseases in your, in your marrow. In Jesus' name, let your marrow be healed and let your marrow begin to produce the clean blood, blood that will restore your health, a clean, healthy blood. Jesus' name, any blood disease and blood condition, I rebuke and I curse now. I command it to leave. In Jesus' name, let your marrow be healed. Let your bones be healed now. Receive in the name of Jesus. Let the miraculous wonders of God break out now. Now, let there be financial release, financial breakthroughs in this service. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let the Lord be your help. The Lord is with you. He will help you. He will strengthen you. He will uphold you with his victorious right hand. He will protect you. He will guide you and bring you into the place that he wants you to be. Praise God Almighty. Father, we thank you for it now and always in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and praise God for it now. Hallelujah. Glorify God. Bless the name of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, friend, if you heard this message, 
I encourage you to get into the Word and read the Scriptures and be blessed. And we'll continue this message same time, same place next week. Praise God. Amen. But if you had the Word and maybe you're not born again, you are not saved, you do not know Jesus, you are not assured of a place in, the, in heaven and in the kingdom of God, you can just welcome Jesus and receive Him as your Lord and your Savior. And now, and you can be saved. Your sins can be forgiven. His blood will wash you and sanctify you and set you free. So just say with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come into your presence and I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that Jesus, you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me and you raised him from the dead. I receive Jesus as my Lord and I receive him as my savior. And I declare with my heart that he died and God raised him from the dead. In Jesus' name, let all my sins be forgiven now according to your word. Write my name in heaven in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me a new heart and a new spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, I want to assure you that if you pray that prayer, Jesus came into your heart. He gave you a new heart and a new spirit. Uh, whether you feel a change or not, you, you have received a new heart. You are a new creation. Scripture says if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All, or the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Right on the inside of you, God has given you a new heart and a new spirit. And your name is written down in glory in the Lamb's Book of Life. Study the Word. Be plugged in into a good Bible-believing local church assembly and grow in the things of God. Hallelujah. Now I want us to pray and believe God, speak the, the word of faith, and bless all the tithes and offerings and all the support that we get um, from all, uh, all donors. Father, in Jesus' mighty and precious name, you are the God who, who, to whom belongs all things. You are the God who fills all in all all and in all in you we we live and move and have our being you are the supplier of every need you are the one who grants skills and talents and wisdom and strength and health and abilities for your people to go out to make money so lord we thank you that even as you help them to do that and they give their tithes and their offerings they they are acknowledging who you are and they bring it to you as the symbol of their worship the token of their worship so we bring these tithes and offerings before you in jesus name we declare that all their gifts and offerings and monies be sanctified be anointed be empowered let the presence of god search saturate their giving and multiply their giving and their seed sown back to them grant them a harvest uh, untold harvest with uh, uh, which no bands can contain in jesus name let their bands and their storehouses be be be, be overloaded and be overflowing with the harvest of your blessings and the harvest of your provision in the name of jesus I decree it and I establish it in the name that is above every name. And I agree with all the saints and all your people. And we say amen in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. For all the latest updates, subscribe to Omega Church Center on YouTube and turn on the post notifications. Follow us on Omega Church Center on Facebook and Instagram. Follow my personal pages of, uh, at Apostle Andrew Asari on Facebook and Instagram and our website www.omegachurchcenter.com
www.omegachesscenter.org. Again, it's www.omegachesscenter.org. God bless you.